tape for Saturday, September 27th, 2014. The war. Wow. It was a Whoa. police action. So, uh, so now... I think they changed their mind now. Yeah, oh, they did. They yeah. keep trying to get me to join, and I tell them where to go. <laughs> <laughs> where were you when I needed you, you know? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, thought that, I thought that was chintzy. Well, you probably yeah. would have qualified for the, uh, the VSW, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, but the, the, there wasn't, uh, you know, I used to hang around the American Legion when I was a kid. I was in the in the uh, drum corps and a few other little activities I had down there, so I, I would have felt at home there. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want me. Well, we want you. Yes, right. Now, there used to be a big thing, American Legion Baseball, right? That was a big thing. They used to sponsor, um... Wild kids for American baseball. Yeah, we I never ran into that where I lived. Uh huh. But uh, well, all the sports things were the police athletic league. So the police did it, huh? Yeah, they. You know, we had a track team and we had a softball team and quite quite a few. Excuse me, activities. So did the police actually run it, or did, would it be would they just a sponsor? Yeah, no, there was a uh, a police officer who was, you know, he had his own office and he just ran the PAL in our particular precinct. Uh huh. I, I, I oh my my memory, I can remember the guy's name. Tell us who was he? See his face, but I, I I remember so many things that that I don't really need need to remember. Like the kids I went to first grade with, I can remember maybe half of their names. You know, I went to the old radio shows and Patricia do too. It seemed to be very common that the police and the fire would have fundraisers. They would sell tickets. You don't really see that today anymore. I mean, them, you know, getting out to the community to sell tickets like they did probably back in the 40s. Yeah, no, I haven't seen none of that. I get called all the time for the, uh, they call it for donations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the whole police, uh, the whole thing in California. Right. Most of them are uh, I just tell them I support the local sheriff's office. Uh, and that, that's the extent of it. Sure. You know, that, that's all we have here is the sheriff. We don't have any police. Yeah. Well, Walden thanks you for your attempt to help him. I do. Yeah, sorry, Walden. Well, you know, Ralph, I wouldn't gotten there without you anyway, so I'm well, glad we we're did. We're going to put something together for her next per- week. That'd be perfect. <laughs> you two... You two get in cahoots with each other. And oh, we're going to get her. Oh, we're going to get her. Okay. I'll be here. Uh, yeah. Now, listen, guys. I'm going to go make another stab at it. Okay. All okay. right? And you have a wonderful weekend. You too, Ralph. Uh, I'll talk Thank to you, you Ralph. Week. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I bet we're going to get a phone call. You've got somebody. Like that. <laughs> 
There you go. Might be Dan, what do you think? Mm, we'll see. Hello there, you're on the air. Well, hello, Walden. Holy cat! <laughs> hello, you got through. This is Holy my angel. She beat the other person. My goodness gracious, you know. <laughs> now, I didn't know you were a night owl. Uh, well, yeah. Or did you already go to bed and got up? No. <laughs> okay. If I go to bed, I stay in bed. You stay there. Yeah, no, I'm just uh, kind of staying up a little later tonight. How are you? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's your baby sister. It's my angel. Yes, I'm, I'm your angel. Yes, this is Barbara from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you're going to be my angel. <laughs> That's right. Well, I hope so, anyway. Oh, I know you will. Have we set the date yet? Uh, for surgery? Yeah. Yeah, the 27th of October. Okay. So, I, I know if, if uh, Patricia can be here that she will. Yeah. I will be there. Yeah, you will. If I have to crawl, don't and, worry about me. And she'll be lighting a fire under me to get up and walk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And tuck me into um, a therapy unit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will do that. <laughs> that's, oh, by the way, that's physical therapy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Well>, yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't want anybody to think it was mental therapy. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we all could use a little bit of that, too, huh? It helps. It helps a lot of people. Well, okay. I'm waiting for the question tonight. I was just going to say the question you know is, what is your favorite cookie? What is the best cookie in the whole world? Well, you know, I'll tell you. Please. I have a few cookies, but I have to say that Pepperidge Farm makes the best cookies. Really? Oh, yes, absolutely. They so, of all the Pepperidge Farm cookies, what's your favorite? The um, Milano Mint. Milano Mint. Which is like a uh, two wafers. With uh, chocolate in the middle and a hint of mint. What's a Milano? That's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Milano okay. cookie. Hmm? Milano cookie. Okay. Milano. M. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay. Milano, so like Milano, like Italy. Milano, Milan, Italy. Mm-hmm. And then... I have, oh I love pecan sandies. Oh, nobody has said that one tonight. Okay. Right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what? I've never heard of it. Really? You've never heard of pecan sandies. Never heard. We have to get you some. Okay, now, is this, is, the only, is this like the um, pecan candy, that like a roll? No, it's no, more it's like a, um, a butter cookie. Mm-hmm. But it's pecan. 
Yeah, it has pecans in it. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a, a consistency of a butter cookie. Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. And? Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. Of course, the infamous chocolate chip cookie. All right. So, all right, now we've got we've now, got one, two, three. Now we've got now, four cookies. All right, now who, I've limited everybody. Now, oh, well, we're special. Now, how many? What's the best chocolate chip cookie out there? Hmm. Well, actually, um, Patricia, where is it? Was it Perkins? We used to get the cookies. Perkins has good cookies. Well, where did we get those cookies the last time I was down? Well, if we got cookies, it had to be at Perkins. Oh, okay. Well, Perkins has the best chocolate chip cookies. I'll let them know. Oh. All right. Now, you've got four cookies here. You've got Monano <laughs> Mint, Pepperidge Farm. And. Oh, that is Pepperidge Farm. Yeah. And. Oh, here she goes. Okay. Lorna Dunes. And, oh, my goodness. Nobody has mentioned Lorna Dunes. Do they still make Lorna Dunes? What's that? Oh, they're, um. Um. Oh, like a butter cookie, I mm -hmm. guess. Okay. Yeah. But they're they're small. They're small squares. Hmm. And they're and excellent good. in milk and dipped in coffee. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So now I've got four cookies here. Which one is the best? Oh, all of them. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you cannot, if I have... you cannot have number one four times. If I have to choose the best, it would have to be the Milano's. I would have thought so because that was the first one that came out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely scrumptious. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh-huh. Well, you'll have to try. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do the best if I can. Okay. Well, All right. then I will give somebody else a chance to call. Thank you, Barbara. I just wanted to say hello and wish you a wonderful evening. You too, Barbara. Thank you. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. You know, she got away with murder. Yes, she did. She didn't answer no trivia question tonight. My good oh. gracious. Oh, gee. Well, I have to send her some shows in order to be able to answer trivia well, questions. Well, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be able to handle over to her, you know. Yeah, I could have asked her some advertising questions. Who's there? You know, like, you know, you know. <laughs> you know, you know. Hello there. You're on the air. Hey there, folks. How you doing? Good. Is it Charles? Yeah. Oh, you, hi, Charles. How, how you, are you doing? Well, pretty good. I had a had a birthday today. Oh, happy, happy birthday! birthday. Actually, it's my mom's birthday on Monday, so mm -hmm. yeah. So, is it really Saturday or Sunday's your birthday? Well, it was it was today, this past, this Saturday, this it's Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday. okay. Because yeah. it's the, tomorrow already. Yeah, we kind of got to do a uh, joint thing because. Uh, you know, when me and my wife got married, she had already had adopted some kids. So right. This weekend kind of commemorated that, plus my birthday. So we just kind of, you know, we did a we did for me, and then we went down to like a kids festival thing. So you know, everybody kind of gets got something today. Well, that's good. Okay. Right, so no. did so did you have a birthday meal? What if, you know? If it, did you get a present? What what would the what would the routine? All the details. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, I got off work and came home Friday night, Saturday morning. So that was like one o'clock. So they they, uh, they kind of did a surprise and had a cake and we uh, we had some presents and some uh, ice cream and that. Good. And uh, my wife had like a, a, a money tree on the uh, cake. Whoa. Yeah. And she built like oh, okay. a, a little fort thing of uh, pretzels into the cake and, and it held up the money and uh, I had like a money tree and a cake so you know well that's pretty cool so, so that was that was really nice I mean you know and then uh, I got you know of course some cards and stuff so that, that was you know uh-huh. that was really you know that was a really nice night top that off you know was the money tree would the money tree have like pennies nickels and dimes or would it be no no there's a dollar bill dollar bill <laughs> okay wow all right. Yeah. Listen, he's in the big time. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I went. We went to. Uh, you know, Denny's has that thing. You can get a grand slam on your birthday. On your birthday, you bet. Yeah. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. So we went. To, we went to Denny's and we had breakfast at Denny's. Uh huh. I think there's and probably then, other goodies on your birthday. Yeah. Patricia was yeah, looking I, like ice cream or different places offer goodies too. I think. But yeah. I think Denny's so, the most famous. I, yeah. Charles, did you have to show them any kind of proof that it really was your birthday? Yeah, I'm a license. That's all. You know. They wanted something yeah. to prove. Yeah. I, to print, I printed the email and so I had to cut the coupon out, take that with me, mm-hmm. and then you know, of course, my license has got my birth date and my uh-huh. name on it. You know, and that's did all. That was all I needed. Did, you know. Did you have to enroll as part of their birthday club, for example? You know, I signed up years ago. You know, I typed, you know, I did the little birthday freebie thing and typed in for several restaurants and stuff years ago. I uh-huh. I don't I don't remember if I no I don't remember if I I think Denny's you can just just say oh you got proof you know yeah but I but for do you guys ever have, do you guys have something called Jersey Mike's down there? That's a I've heard them advertise. It's a sandwich place, right? Right. Okay, now they sent me an email. I'm in. I signed up years ago with their birthday list, and so they sent me an email with a coupon, and I took that. And so when we got back with the kids festival, we stopped there and had dinner, and I got uh, a free sub and a uh, drink. You know, with that. All right. So, hey, hey. Now that's a happy birthday. You know, the only the only bad thing on some all, all the stuff I got sent. Let's see, I got one from Taco Mile, and I can get a you know a thing you know a thing with them. Right. But, Mm-hmm. Some, some of them, like the, the Jersey Mike's, you could only use it on your birthday. <laughs> I, I was just going to you know? say, you have to eat an awful lot on your birthday. And then some of them will let you go, you know, like several days after your birthday. So that's uh-huh. cool. You know? But what happened with me was when I signed up for all these, uh, they sent me, several of these companies sent me emails, but I could only use a couple of them because apparently when I signed up with them, you know, it was all before I got married. And, uh, you know, I didn't live where I'm living now. So they, uh-huh. they all they all assume that I never move, and so they they say you can only use this at this particular restaurant that's now forty miles away from you. Oh, <laughs> got it. Oh so, boy. So, so the Jersey Mike's is you know the Jersey Mike was like you can use this at any of our locations, any you know mm-hmm. any of their locations. But did you have some of that stuff, some of that stuff from I, Jersey you know, Mike, I didn't, or did you have to eat it there? You know, but you know. It ended up being the thought that counted. <laughs> Charles, did you have to eat the Jersey Mike at the location, or could you have taken it out? No, I could have taken it. Taken it. 
you know, I ended up oh, I ended cool. up getting two sandwiches because you know I was already getting one pretty in a, in a drink, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I just went ahead and bought, you know did a buy one get one thing, you know. Uh huh. You know, so wow. that was that was tasty. That was a nice around. tasty dinner. You know? around here. And uh, get me some uh, mug, mug root beer. Oh uh-huh. yeah. I don't drink a whole bunch of pop, so I don't buy it because I but but if but I have a weakness for it. If I'm in some place and they have it, you know, root beer, I will get it. And boy, I must have thrown down three or four root beers. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, I had quite a bit of ice cream and cake the night before, so you know, I got off work. So. Oh my sure. gosh, you must be waddling by now. Well, actually, I'm doing pretty good. I've been up since uh, two o'clock Friday evening. So, oh dear. You know. <laughs> You know, so I'm still doing pretty. I'll probably uh, probably call it in here and get it, you know, three four hours, and because we're going to get up and head to church, and, right? And you know, but um, you know, it's it's been so far, you know, been a good weekend, and I guess it's a good weekend with your wife before she goes to sleep. Tells you it was a good week, it was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many compared to New Jersey, Mike? I haven't eaten one. I've just sort of mentioned. Are they better than Subway? What do you think? What do you think, Charles? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I okay. definitely liked it better than Subway. Yeah. Really? What do they do differently that makes them so good? I like the bread more. Uh, you know, I I like the. Uh, it just you know, it's, of course you know I order hot sandwiches. Maybe you know, so I'm, I ordered like a Philly Philly cheesesteak. So mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. I'm not you know, Subway. I always think of. I don't. I don't usually get roasted sandwiches or cooked sandwiches from Subway. So maybe they're equal on their roasted stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I usually get a cold something, you know, at, 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 a, at a Subway, you know. Uh-huh. But it's definitely better, and I hate to say this to these folks, but quite those, I can't stand that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Everybody has an opinion. I ought to yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> if I can say I'm the person with no opinion, I don't have any opinion. Ho, ho, no. ho. That, I just make sure I'm not going to be in the Quiznos commercial. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no Quiznos commercial. We have a Quiznos here. Have you had Quiznos? Yeah, and I was not, you know, you know, not I was impressed. Like, well, you know, it's one of those things where you know, if you're really, really, really hungry, uh-huh. yeah. Usually, usually, if you're really, really, really hungry and you eat something that's not really great, you still say, "Well." I was really, really hungry. I, yeah. it, the time I've eaten a quiz, I won, I won some baseball trivia questions on the, on the radio, so I got $25 gift coupon. So that, those are the times I've eaten that quiz note. So, so what did you think of it? It was okay, but it wasn't... I, I like some of the local delis a little better. Um, yeah. Wasn't knock your socks off. Yeah, it's nothing, yeah. Uh, nothing it's special. One of the things I try to remember uh-huh. is that when you eat in a Subway place, for example, or a Quiznos, what you're getting is what that franchisee right. happens to put out. And it might not be as good as the one down the street or in the next town. Um, but you tend to judge the entire chain based on the sandwich that you get in one place. Uh-huh. If you get it in more than one place and they're all the same, then you can say, well, this is you not know, so I good. think submarine sandwiches are like a unique local thing. You know, I think we all might have our own taste. And yeah. I would say a New York Subway sandwich probably different than compared to 
maybe something we would have in the Midwest or, or yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be my well, guess. One, one thing about the franchise places is that they all have a formula. If yeah. you've watched on when somebody assembles a Subway sandwich, they have all of the slices put out. You, they just pick it up and say, okay, four pieces of salami and four pieces of ham or three pieces mm-hmm. of cheese. It's all to formula. So I don't know what they could do to kill it, but some Subway places have better sandwiches than others. Yeah. that, that You know, we have a place down here called The Garage. Uh-huh. You can, it has some really great sandwiches, or, you know, really spicy, but you can also get bison burgers, you know, the buffalo burger or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. And that, that, that's really nice, too. I, You know, I, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the folks that are keeping... Quiznos up, I guess, you know, more power to him, man. I just... <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could call... You know, there's a show on television. I can't recall what it is. It's like an underground boss. The president of the company goes out and works in one of his franchises, and he... Undercover appears... boss. Yeah. It... Pardon? Undercover. Oh, oh, undercover boss. Undercover boss, yeah. And I, I, I've only seen it a couple of times, but it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's bad is when the person, somebody figures out that it's the CEO, you know. And he's trying yeah. to tell, no, 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 that's not me, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they usually, they sometimes say something and they let it slip that yeah, um, or they, might they put away. Yellow, you know. They, you know Hey, wait a minute. I saw your picture one time in the annual. You're the CEO, aren't you? <laughs> your picture's on my $10 bill. See, now, see, Michael Jordan can't do that for Nike. You know, he can't go play undercover boss, you no. know, because everybody and sees not, him coming. Not you know? likely. Not likely. Yeah. Who's the guy doing for um, Gold Bond now? It's um, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille, yes. Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. He was basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah, the he used to play, my, uh, used to play my L.A. Lakers that I followed. You know? Yeah. He's twice the size he used to be. Well, yeah, he's, he's probably, you know what, he, one year when the Lakers were playing for a championship, he, uh, his college weight, well, he started like about, he was probably about 295, and he's kind of, he, he added a little bit more every year, it seemed. But one year, the, the Lakers were in the finals playing for a championship, and I said, he he was at least oh he must have been at least three fifty maybe and the trainer wow. weighed him and when the trainer was gonna write down the height Shaquille moved his foot over to cover up <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't see what the you know he saw three and he knew something was way after that and Shaquille put his foot over so he couldn't see what the figure was to write it down. Wow. <laughs> you know you know what he wanted to, you know what he wanted to do when he retired Patricia remember? No. He wanted. He, he, he was trained. He wanted to be a police officer. I yeah, did he, not know he's, that. He's now supposed to be. He may be a reserve deputy. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I do remember Michael Jordan saying when he retired, he he said, "Oh man, when I finally quit this, he said I'm gonna smoke cigars and get fat." You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have someone who speaks the truth. Yeah. Yeah. What is he doing that, uh, now? Have we seen anything of Michael Jordan? Uh-huh. He's run to basketball team in Charlotte. Yeah. He, he's not done real well because, you know, when he's run into a problem, I guess, is people not being honest with him. That, you know, and they're afraid, you know, you get a bunch of yes men around you, I guess, you know, and, you know, and 
you know, when you get that talent, you, you gotta you gotta try to remember that not everybody that you're gonna go get is as dedicated or as talented as you. You know. <laughs> And won't challenge you. You're right. Well, let's face it, Charles. You say yes men all over the place is of no value. You need somebody with different points of view on things. The NBA, though, is definitely a star-driven league. And if you can, if you can, not, 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 don't, they don't always come around every year. I mean, you got to, sometimes got to hit right the lottery to get. And it might be one, a really top player once every five to six years. And so, So, Michael Jordan had like a like he was number one team and number one picker, really high. So you picked this six foot eleven kid. Yeah. At the time, at the time you could get him out of high school. Yeah. You have to wait. You have to wait a year in college. But yep. he he took this six foot eleven kid who was great on defense. Yeah. But he he was you know people told him you got to work this kid a certain way. Don't yell at him too much. If you you know you prod him a certain way, you can get him to really hustle. He was great on defense, but he kept yelling at him about dropping the ball. Yeah. Well, Roman, mm. the guy with six foot eleven, long arms, but he has the hands of almost like a little kid. Yeah. There was no, he couldn't no, he couldn't catch the ball correctly because his hands weren't the size of a regular seven. Right. Yeah. Michael, yeah. Michael, Michael Jordan yelling at him like, "Why don't you catch the ball like me?" And he's like, "You got huge mitts over there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Now he knew. He knew that. I mean, he knew the guy had small hands when he drafted him. He's Michael, you know. I mean, what's, what's yeah. the deal? You can't, you can't make the guy's hands grow. Oh gosh, you remember the um, who was the basketball player that played for uh, Houston in college? You you get Kareem, and then he went in the pros. I'm thinking um, and he was talking about his hand being so big, Patrice, he had four knuckles. Uh, oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He played in, 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 in college? Yeah, in college he played Houston, remember, he was, he was at the center. Okay, he, he was, uh, the big E, Elvin Hayes? Yeah, Elvin Hayes, had, his hands were so big, uh-huh. four knuckles. Wow. You know, that's, those are big mitts, if you've got four knuckles in a hand. Do you remember Wes Unfeld? Yeah, I do. That guy, Patricia. I'm listening. He was about six foot six foot eight, two fifty. Right. Yep. He was a block of stone, and he got his uh, he got his strength the, the old fashioned way, not the weight room. He worked in a steel mill. <laughs> wow! Before he got to the NBA. Yeah. And he was so strong that when he uh, was retired and was coaching in the NBA, he got into it with you'll know the name, Walden Moses Malone. Oh yeah. Here's Moses Malone. Tough Moses Malone, six foot eleven, yep. two hundred and seventy pounds, and Wes Unsell picked him up <laughs> and said, "You better settle down. <laughs> you got some of that old school strength, you know." Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to come out and play with those guys. Oh well, you know, was it Moses Malone went up there playing against some of the guys in the prison up there? I think in Virginia to help work on his game. You know, I mean, that's some pretty tough guys you're playing against prisoners, you know? Well, you, you, you know, I mean, the biggest thing that used to be about big, big guys, they weren't necessarily the, uh, beat underneath the, the board. They weren't necessarily, the, they didn't necessarily have that edge. So some, in some cases, they would have to work with some of these guys, especially the seven-footers. You know, they, well, you remember, the, that's what happened with the Kim Elijah one. He came from, uh, 
Uh, was it? Uh, oh, uh, Africa, whatever that. Uh, yeah, he came, yeah, he came from he came from Africa. He was, right. you know, he was. You know, he started, but what was good for him was he started out as a soccer player. So right. He developed his feet. Yeah. But Moses Malone worked with him in the summer, and uh, he had a lot of natural talent. But he had to work really hard because you know to learn the game. But right. once he got it down, he his footwork and everything in, in hands were incredible. Yeah. And you know the guy's going to going to the Hall of Fame eventually. <laughs> But that, that, that is your right. When when these guys come over and you know you you know one of the I one of the, the guy used to play with Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, when yep. they were winning those championships. Yep, yep. They're so dumb. He he didn't even start out with the Boston Celtics. The Golden State Warriors had him. Right. They should have kept. They should have kept him, and they traded him and let Boston Celtics get him. And that guy, he had a really special thing about his game. He was athletic. Yep. But he was. He was six eleven, seven foot what tall, but he never brought the ball down. And they always preached that to those tall guys is you're tall. Take advantage of your height, keep the ball up high mm-hmm. and into your chest so they can't take it away. But so many guys will subconsciously or whatever, but they they bring the ball down to waist level and the little guys grab at it. Yeah. And Robert Parrish, without any any training on it apparently he always kept that stupid ball up high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it helped him out through his whole career. You could, So many guys, the coaches preach at him, keep the ball up high, you're tall. But they start bringing the ball down. Yep. Yep. Of course, all the short people sure have a chance this, to get it. I think we're talking <laughs> S-words. Now, Patricia, that's something. You could see that in two seconds of just the sports observing and think, why would you do that? But, you know, they do. It's frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can imagine. Who was the short uh, basketball player? Muggsy, I think, was Muggsy Muggsy Bogues. Bogues, yeah. Muggsy Bogues. Watch him. I mean, he might as well have been able to run between the legs of some of these guys. (laughs) Well, remember, Spud Spud Webb was another. Yeah, Muggsy was even shorter than Spud. But, but yeah, yeah, Spud Webb was a little guy, too. Muggsy Bogues played until... Uh, his knees lost that, you know, that meniscus, that padding, Patricia. Yeah. And uh, so pretty much it got to be at the end, it was kind of like bone on bone, you know? Yes. Uh, oh, he played, gosh, yes. you know, he, I remember he was talking about uh, when, in the off season that some kids from the neighborhood came by his house. Mm-hmm. And his wife, answered, his wife answered the door. He said, he said, uh, he said can Muggsy come out to play? Like, you know, <laughs> Because he was so short, they were thinking of him like a little, little, little kid, you know? Oh, that's funny. He was, if I remember correctly, and, and you guys would know this, he, he was only like 5'4 or 5'5? Five, five? Well, he was listed 5'3, but, but, you know, maybe you get an inch in those shoes, you know? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I just can't imagine. I'm trying to think. Wasn't there a guy with, with, with the Celtic that was like that? A shooter. I'm trying to think. One of the small little guard. I am... They had, a little, they had a he wasn't. They had a guy named uh, D. Brown, but he wasn't short. No, uh, no. Um, I mean, back in the seventies and early eighties. Oh, let me think. Ah, uh, well, yeah, I'm a see. I'm a I'm a, I mean, I'm a Lakers guy, so I know. You know, I am too. I, I won't get. I won't get all the Celtics as much. You yeah. know, they were the opposition. You know, um, I mean, maybe it might pop to me, but you know, that guy. Uh, I remember seeing a thing on Muggsy Bogues one time. They were interviewing him. He was in the gym, just working, you know, just working out mm-hmm. in a basketball gym. 
and I it really hit me. I felt really dumb thinking about it because people say, well, who, what's he going to do against those tall guys? Or you know, but uh, but he showed him when he was just out there by himself and he was doing all these things with the ball. And I'm thinking, you know, if this guy just had a little bit of more height and room, you know, he he could. It's just the fact that he's the shortest guy out there. He was like bouncing the ball just like time after time and hitting it off the side of the rim, and making it go in. He bounced it between his legs, turned the, turned around and just bounced it between his legs hit the side of the rim and made it go in. He just did that again and again and again like some kind of globe kind of drill. I thought, man, this guy can score easy if you just have a little more weight height, but, you know, he's having to take on all these giants. I was just thinking of another guy who used to play with kids, which was me. You know, after you play a game with the with the giant, he would go out and play stickball with the kids that, you know, after the game was over. He was another, yeah. another guy. Uh, I always thought it was really interesting that Willie Mays would have those nervous exhaustion collapses. Right. And, I, you know, now from what I started to study on nutrition, I think, you know, that he was, he'd get depleted of his minerals. He was always stressed about trying to win all these games. And he, he was trying to win games by himself, like a one-man baseball team. You, you, will, you will use up, you know, things like B vitamins and, and magnesium, your minerals, and, you know, potassium. You, because the doctors would give him IVs, and he would get them quiet, and he'd go, he'd, he'd be in a hospital three, four days, and he'd start to come back together. And I'm like, well, of course, man, you can't push yourself like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's 160 some, you know, what, 150 some games back then, but you know, you know, playoffs and all that. And yeah. He was, he was always. I, I thought there's a guy at church who was telling me about. He went to a tryout with the Giants. Back when they were in New York, right? And he said he, you know, he had these dreams in his eyes of thinking like maybe I could play for the Giants one day. And Willie Mays was was there and helped him with the tryout, right? And he said Willie Mays was just. He said he knew Willie Mays was good. He didn't know he was great. He said Willie Mays was was moving the other outfielders and in, in infielders around before the you know before the guy hit the ball. Like you need to be over here, and he said. And it was incredible. More people around it. He he told the kids that he said, "No, see what the catcher is assigned to the pitcher." And he's like, "Really? How can you see what those fingers are from this center field? <laughs> you can see the he's, I can't see the catcher's signal to the pitcher for calling for a pitch." And he said, "Well, that's all the way home plate. How can you see that? You know, the man just had incredible physical skills and then determination." Yeah. Uh, you know, did you ever see the uh, the, the the cleat into the chest he did? I have. I have not. I'm when they moved to San, when they moved to San Francisco, he was going for a ball. He, you know, he played. He, I mean, in his mind, if a guy hit out there, it was his. Yep. There was a ball. There was a ball hit kind of left, left of center. Right. And Leon Wagner was a left fielder, and he had heard about how competitive Willie Mays was, and Mays came running in and thought maybe the ball was going to fall and fall in. He came in and he jumped in the air and he caught the ball, but he he put a cleat and kind of climbed up the chest of Leon Wagner to get that ball. And it was like, can you imagine a guy jumping in the air and putting a cleat in your chest to go no. get a ball? It's like, you really want that ball? <laughs> yeah, I told you they don't know how to play nice. <laughs> well, you know, Leon Wagner survived, and he, but it really it taught him a lesson about, you know, he, he plays a big center field, you know? <laughs> yeah. I need to but, jump in you know, here for one minute. I, I can hear the beats on the other end for our listeners who are still wide awake at this hour. If you call in and the phone doesn't get picked up, it's because 
it's already busy. Walden has call waiting that he has been trying to get rid of forever. And he's going to call the president of the company, and we're going to have the president on next week as a guest <laughs> if it's not fixed. But please, um, just uh, it, it's Hang okay. In with it's us. not that anybody is ignoring you. It's the phone system that's kind of messing up. Beep, beep. Amen. You guys are going to get the president of the phone coming in, but we can't get those uh, uh, um, uh, all-American boy um, uh, – uh, what's the, what's the show? The uh, Jack Jack Armstrong. Yeah, Jack Armstrong. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Well, they took oh, they yeah. they have turned me down so far. Martin Graham working on another angle. Can you believe that? Well, you know we we yeah. can keep plugging well, we're away. We're gonna get the president of the phone company, AT and T, if they don't fix his phone. <laughs> you know, well. Fish. I, I started listening to. Uh, you, I heard, you know you mentioned you mentioned something. I never went. I never went to this site. I feel a little dumb that I never went to it. But I, I, you know, you mentioned a couple of shows, and I went to the Internet Archive. Uh huh. And and I and you mentioned like a, a show called The Diary of Fate. Yeah. Yes. And you know, and you, 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 I just had to go hear it, and it is pretty heavy-handed. You know, fate's always winning, and it's really tough. But yeah, I, don't know, I you know, I, I I like the lesson side of it. It's a little heavy-handed, yeah. But you know, but I I've been checking out some shows that I have never come across, like Danger. Uh, Dr. Danfield. Yep. And, oh, gosh. And uh, Mystery <laughs> House, you know? You know, you're naming the ones that have made our awful list. I know, but I, I, I like them, though. They're, you know? well, you're, you're allowed to like them. They're just on the I, other side I, of the aisle. I, you mentioned one called, but I haven't found yet. I think you said it was called City Hospital. City Hospital, huh? Yeah, who, I've never, who heard, I've never heard of that before until you mentioned it. Well, Ron from Hawaii has been looking for it, and he got some from Jerry Hendiger. I think Ron's going to send Patricia some. It came around 57, 58. And, oh. And so we'll wait. I think we'll have to wait till Ron from Hawaii to send Patricia some. So uh, that's where we are on City Hospital. I'll, I'll put that on your list. Let's see here. And when Ron in Hawaii sends some to me, then I can send some to you. Well, I, I, thank you. I, I, you know, I, I've been on there. I, you know, of course, I, I caught some, you know, some really cool pet Novaks. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's the um, Pete Kelly Blues? Yeah. Um, and um, there was, let's see, what was the one? Uh, there was one I liked on there called uh, Crime and Peter Chambers. Yeah. Uh, did you, you guys like that one? I haven't listened to well, enough of it. What do you think, Patricia? It's on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I've been evaluating it. It's interesting that you mentioned that one. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, uh, some of these, uh, you know, I've never come across, and some people didn't seem to really like them. They reviewed them really bad. But I thought, I listened to them, and I thought, they're kind of cool. I mean, you know? Yeah. You know, there are an awful lot. I agree. There are an awful lot of shows that I think are just plain fun. And others think they are just dreadful. Now, so the, I have fun with campy stuff. What, what, what's the what's, 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 uh, worst one you've come across so far? Is, is the virus? <laughs> like I think the what? worst one I have come across, let me see what's in the file. I think it's the one about the kitchen. What do you think, Elton? <laughs> well, I think Zorro right up there, too. It's one of your, right your favorite. And, of course, the first one that you ever did was... Uh, Fatima, you know, the uh, 
Tales of Fatima. Tales of Fatima. Was a pretty yeah, bad with Jack Webb. We built Battle Apple. Let me see. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Um, and then for the Jack, the Jack Webb a comedy show. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no. Is it pretty horrible? It was pretty. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's, it's pretty horrible. Let's see what we've Wait got a minute. Here. You can do um, Jack Webb. Well, Evan Judd was pretty bad. The right element like that Pete Kelly and Pat Novak. It can't be. Jerry Lewis, it can't be the Jerry Lewis show, you yeah. know? And this was before he, he hit before he, he did a comedy show in San Francisco before Dragon and any of these other shows. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's really early Jack Webb. Yeah, and it's really awful Jack Webb. So, that, that, well, you know, it really, if you listen to the whole thing, it was pretty bad because there was no body, nothing keeping all the pieces together. Oh, but, okay. you know, and, and so that qualified it for really bad. But it was kind of fun listening to Jack Webb in a comedy role. It was yeah. just so out of character. So we've got, let me see. We Oh, Marmola. The Marmola. That one was good with Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, we've got some really awful stuff oh, yeah. here. Good awful stuff. Dozens and dozens and dozens of awful stuff. Did, did, did you guys listen to Mystery House? No, I don't know that one. Is that the one that has 15-minute show, Charles? I'm trying to think of... No, okay. I think it runs longer than 15 minutes, but okay. um, they, they only have 15 episodes, but they, they, it's been on Internet Archive and they Yeah, then I haven't heard it yet, because it was one I thought was Mystery Something, and I thought it was a 15-minute daily show, and I, but if, if it's... At least half hour one that I have not heard him yet. This this one was supposed to be that uh, this man and wife had a uh, a publishing house, and that before they put a novel out, they would uh, recreate it, and so they had all, had all their staff do the oh. parts for the radio show. I mean, that was the premise, you know. And so they would do a a, a book they were thinking about and do it on a, on a radio story, oh. you know. But you you heard it, Patricia. No, it's not a name I recognized. Now, it's on the Internet Archive, but the sound quality is not good. So I was asking you guys, I wonder if you'd ever come across with, with some good sound quality. But, you know, it, I don't know. I, I had kinda so like, much I wish there were more episodes of it. I kind of liked it, you know. But, you know, huh? sometimes you, you know, come across something on that archive. Like I say, I feel dumb. I've never been there before until you mentioned it, Christian. I thought, let me go over there. I've run across some shows, and I thought, I kind of like that, but then they said there's only four episodes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff so, up there. Good well, stuff Well, there was an audition there. show, and, it, well, you enjoyed that? Well, that's good, because that's it, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, there was a series of, like you mentioned, Walden, some 15-minute shows. Right. And you're like, yeah, they did this for 15 minutes for two years, and we have four of them. I right. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, sometimes there's a reason. There are only four left. Yeah, I know, but some, sometimes you have fun. sometimes some of that bad stuff is kind of fun, and sometimes you find a little diamond that you didn't realize was there. You know, but That's sometimes exactly right. Have you heard uh, our Friday night show with the awful shows? No, uh, did I hear your Friday night show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I got off work. I didn't hear till about one o'clock, and then we did party stuff, and then we, you know, uh, I, I listened to music for the rest of the night. Well, every, every Friday night at 10 o'clock Eastern, uh-huh. we play an awful show. Oh. One of radio's really bad stuff. 
And I'm, still, I'm still at work there. I'll have to catch replay. There you go. Uh, yeah, replays are on when, Walden? Sunday morning, like, like uh, you know, 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. So, oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, dear. We'll okay. just have to send some. But you're right. They're, we, I, I find awful shows that are so bad they're fun to listen to. Yeah. Do you guys like the clock? I, I listened to one of them. I haven't heard that, that no more than that one. But Okay. Yeah. And I've never heard any. Oh, really? Mm. Is it bad? They're out, of, they're out of Australia. I thought it was pretty good myself. I thought the one episode I heard, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, they, they, they talk about occasionally, you know, they they would have a clip because they'd use some sort of, you know, you know, petrol for gas instead of saying gas, you know. But otherwise, mm-hmm. it's like they did a, fine, did a fine job with them, you know. Yeah, and they're broadcast in South Africa, if it, or um, I'm sorry, Australia. It's South Africa, that's Springbok. Is that correct, Walden? Right, you got it. Yeah, got it. and, um, you know, they broadcast in places like that they're not made to be american but they do a darn good job when they with like with the fat man the fat man yeah, had they, a did, whole bunch they did the fat man in australia too and i, I gotta give you know they, at first i was they did I some totally, of them in australia and the rest in america and you can't tell the difference i can't well no i can't tell the difference you know but i do see them but i do see them try mm-hmm. i do give them credit they are making effort you know mm-hmm. They do but a darn good job. About American one, I agree. I, I agree. You know? Okay, so far, what's your favorite show that you that you've listened to? Oh, on the archive so far? Yeah. Anywhere? Uh, oh, well, let me think. I, you know, I really like those uh, the, uh, the 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 Pete Kelly blues and stuff, and the, you know, it just you know, there's just unfortunately there's not tons of them because you know you end up doing Dragnet, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, there are only, I think I've only got four Pete Kelly's blues. Walton, oh, how many have survived? What's the one he did with Jeff Regan as the uh, Jeff Regan investigator or something. That's right. pretty good. Right. I like some of those. You guys know those? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's okay. why I'm, oh, yeah. That's why I'm Patricia's favorites. Let's see. It what is. the only thing you did? This is Pete Kelly's blues, and then there was... Um, he did Pat uh-oh. Novak. He did Pat Novak. Pat yeah, Novak, Pat Novak. Pete Kelly's yeah, I really, blues. I really like those, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I, we'll we'll get some to you for your very own computer. Okay. Okay. In that case, I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. what did Detective Pat Novak, Sergeant Joe Friday, uh-huh. Pete Kelly, and Jeff Reagan have in common? Uh, what did they all have in common? Besides being played by Jack Webb? That's it. That's what they had in common. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. I said, boy, that ain't it. I don't know what. Now, see, I'll tell you, you're hot tonight, and you didn't even know it. There you go. I just look like that. All right. Now, we've we've got a theme for tonight. Okay. What's your favorite cookie? We're coming up on National Cookie Um, Month. You know what? I'm going to say... Triple chocolate, double chocolate, you know, chocolate chip, you know. Boy, you're into the big time here. All right, double chocolate chip. All right. Okay, I think that is more than acceptable. May may I ask a stupid question? (laughs) What did? How many chocolate qualify to be a double chocolate? Oh, a lot. Let me see. Uh, Two, four, six, uh, twelve. 
I, I, I'm just guessing. I think, I think there's at least eight in there. It seems like it's eight. It seems like a lot to me, you know. But yeah, you know. But, but I'm just trying to think of the recipe when they say double chocolate. I'm trying to figure out how do they figure out something when they make something double. You know what I mean? Well, if you have a cup of chocolate chips that the recipe wants, you put in two cups of chocolate chips. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good to okay, me. Okay, okay. So wouldn't that make the cookie bigger? No, make them double uh, chocolate. Well, <laughs> I guess in a way, if you if you put really big chunks in there. There you go. Well, there you go. What do you think, Patricia? Maybe, I think maybe chunks are bigger. good. You think you know? chunks are good? I, Okay. Yeah, as long as they're not lumps. Yeah, I think I think the cookies are like I think they're a little thicker than than longer, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that's because of the size of the chips they got in there, you know. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I, now peanut butter, I don't understand. Like, I like I would probably, I, you know, I'm okay with peanut butter on sandwiches, but you don't like a peanut butter cookie? Oh no. No, Charles, you're the I only eat. one who said that for me. Okay, now why? why? I wouldn't go anywhere for a peanut butter cookie. Now, uh, now why? Is it because peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter belongs in a sandwich? They, they just don't. They don't. It didn't taste right. I don't like the texture. It just. You think it partly because a peanut butter cookie is more milder than, let's say, a chocolate chip cookie? Uh, you know, yeah. a, a chocolate chip cookie is stronger, I think, has a stronger taste to it than a peanut butter cookie. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. To me, it doesn't taste mild. It just tastes very bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for me, it, it doesn't taste bad. It's just not a one side. Like, I don't even eat Reese's peanut butter cups. Peanut butter belongs on a sandwich. I'm with Charles. Well, no, I might, I can get into a Reese's cup because of the chocolate part. You know, the problem with that sugar cookie and that plain peanut butter cookie is no chocolate. You know, now if you start mixing <laughs> chocolate with it, I, I, can, I can go with you because like a Snickers bar. Yeah. You know, I, I can eat that some because they got some, some, some kind of chocolate around there, you know. But Oh, gosh, this is my kind of man. Okay, now, okay, now, peanut butter. Oh. If you're going to make a peanut butter sandwich. Okay. Yes. Okay. Smooth or chunky, and what brand? What 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 is it for both you two here? Smooth, uh, skippy, natural, and raspberry jam. I, I have to think about the brand, you know. Yeah. Because I try I try different ones out of the healthy store, but I do like them uh, um, uh, with the nuts, ch you know, ch chunky, you know. You like chunky, and Patricia's a smooth kid. Okay. I think I bought some called Cozy, uh, you know, but. The reason I buy it at a health food store uh, because they got the, uh, you know, it's not none of the partially hydrogenated junk. Uh, right. I, I like I like I like the I like the peanuts because of the protein and the B vitamins. I don't need that, you know, any bad fat. So I might put that on, you know, uh, some crackers with uh, yep. some blueberry, you know, jelly or something. You know, raspberry. Or, or raspberry, yeah. yeah I'm know, a raspberry, raspberry kid. As long, yeah. as some, as long as there's some kind of berry with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I like the the um, all fruit raspberry, and the natural Skippy. You know the it, yeah. it says all natural. I know that they put junk in it. They have to. Well, you um, know, yeah. you, you know, I was just thinking. Remember when we were kids, the the all natural peanut butter came in a glass jar. 
Yeah. And you and you would and what I remember about that, the oil would raise to the top. Remember that yeah. when you were open, you would definitely see the oil mm-hmm. and the all natural raise to the top of, of those yep. containers. You had to mix it yourself. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. I see that in the, the the peanut butter I buy in the health food store. I see the oil at the top. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I usually get now like I get a, you know, I get a, uh, the jelly. I really reason I buy the the organic kinds because the government puts out this you know the cleanest fruit and dirtiest fruit list. Mm-hmm. And you know mangoes and avocados have the tough skin, so they can resist some of the pesticide stuff. Yeah. But, Strawberries and all, a bunch of these berries, they just kind of soak in all that stuff. So, you know, if you're going to buy them, I generally go to our organic to try to, but I, I have eaten the regular. I'm not trying to say anything like, I've never eaten a peach that hasn't been organic or nothing like that. But, you know, but I try to look for that other stuff, you know, but, sure. you know, but, it, you know, you can't be over, over crazy or drive yourself nuts, you know? You, and you would run out of things to eat in some areas. Well, yeah, yeah, because you know, it, you know, it's you know, I mean, gl- I'm glad we got some choices, you know, but you know, but you know, I know some people that just overdo it, and you know, like, okay, yeah. you can't, don't be afraid of everything, you know, because you know, you have to be reasonable about it. Yeah, you're right. Well, you know, if, if, if you look at that government list, you know, you know, mangoes and avocados are on the more resistant, cleaner list, you know, right? Because of the, the tough skin. But, and you know, you'll see, fruit. you'll see some people go buy those organic. And I'm like, you really could just go buy a plate, pay the regular price on those. They got the tougher skin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you know, oh, well, to each his own, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, Charles, I will add City Hospital to your growing collection here. And okay. I am working on it. I finally have some computers that work, so I'm working on everybody's oh. collection. Okay, so you got you think you got our email and all in there? I do. I went and looked, and I've got your email and your address. Cool. So I'm cool, cool. on that. Cool. Okay. All, all right. right. Yeah. Well, you have oh, yourself a wonderful week. wild all these, uh, you know, computers that we, we got now, but, of course, when they work, you know, they're yeah. just the yeah, most r- incredible right. thing. They're, you know? they're fine to have as long as they work. <laughs> so, well, happy yeah. birthday, and you have a wonderful week. Well, well, thank you, folks. It was good to give it in. Patricia, you sound good. That's always good. We, me and Walden, we always, the rest of us always like to hear you sounding good. You know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, thank you. You're so kind. Thank you. Well, I tell, I tell you know, Brenda, got to catch with you. And she, I guess she went to leave sleep now. We'll catch you in the rebroadcast. But, <laughs> but Walden, but thanks. Uh, All thanks, right, you know, pal. Good to, good to talking to you all. You bet, Carl. Happy birthday, pal. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nothing like having the birthday, kids. The phone rings. It rings. It rings. Good morning. There? You're on the air. Good morning, Pillsbury Bakery. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. And what is your favorite cookie, sir? I like uh, oatmeal raisin. Another one. And they are winning tonight. This is Dan I would have. I would never get that, Patricia. That oatmeal raisin is a uh, big winner. Are you? I never would have guessed it. Never. Have to, We've got you have to eat healthy. But, you know, I bet you most people don't buy oatmeal raisin in the store. I bet a lot of it is home-baked. That would be my gut instinct. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't they know. got some pretty good oatmeal uh, raisins out there. Do they really? Yeah. You know, um, 
the grandma brand cookies are pretty nice. You know, you can get two in a package. Grandma brand? Huh, I never knew there was such an animal. Yeah, yeah, there's a, I think it's put out by Frito-Lay. Okay. Yeah. I've They're usually seen. there with the cookies and the potato yeah. chips. Well, I'm, you know, I don't look for a lot of cookies, but I've never come across them. Uh huh. There, you know, where you will find your uh, peanut butter crackers and you know your uh, potato chips. Usually, or at least up here, you know, you can find those in a lot of the uh, convenience. The snack, snack food section. Uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Hmm. I have, I have to keep my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> my eyes out. My eyes open. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. So how are you doing on weather, and what have you done this week? Uh, I've worked, and I've worked, and uh, I've worked some more. <laughs> you are one of the hardest working people we know. On my day off, I had two meetings, uh, so that's what, that's just the way, just the way life is you, right now. So. Did you get to teach the class that I got an email about? You did, you did. I've taught a couple different classes. That was so funny. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, I would. I usually send email reminders to myself that, hey, uh -huh. class, you know, on Tuesday, you know, next week. I was lining things up for the following week, and then, uh, of course, you know, when I pop up my email, it defaults to like, you know, who I've sent most emails to. And right. But of myself, you're the second one on the list, so I guess I, I, uh, I fat fingered a, an email note to you. So I wound up with a carbon or, or with a copy of the email, Walden, and I looked at it and I thought this must be secret code. <laughs> <laughs> it had some numbers and letters, and uh -huh. Dad knew what he was talking about, but I, I wrote back and said, "Am I supposed to know what this is all about?" <laughs> Usually it's the uh, you know it's the class uh, you know uh, you know it's a type of class and then you know it's, it'll be like an English 101, English 102, um, you know a business class or a you know a communications class or you know something mm -hmm. like that and that's what you were getting I think it might have been a communications class I think I'm I do believe that it day. was a communications class yes 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 well, I have One a question of, which is which is none of my business, but I want to ask it anyway. You are teaching classes in addition to working full-time as a librarian. Do you get paid extra when you teach a class? It's just one lump sum. You know, when I teach in this uh, place, you know, they, uh, uh -huh. you know, we, we arrange uh, library instruction classes, you know, and, and then I will teach Usually it's an English 101 class, could be an English 102, or, you know, uh, we, we get quite a few, um, you know, instructors who will bring the class for at least one, you know, session. You know, I go over our different databases, you know, just uh, how to do research in general, you know, why you should use a library database as opposed to just finding something off of the Internet, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so no, when you teach one of it, these classes, Dan, is that yeah. time? If you were working full time at the in the library, 
would you take time from that schedule to teach a class? Yes, yes. It's part of my okay. responsibilities to teach the classes. And, and then, you know, I'm down there, you know, helping people in the library. Usually when I teach class, there's someone else on staff. So, you uh -huh. know, they can cover while I'm off teaching a class. You know, my class sessions usually run, uh, you know, the class period will run about an hour and about 10 minutes, and I'll use 45 minutes to go over the different, uh, you know, databases that, you know, they'll need. And then um, usually we have a computer lab, and there's a, a screen up in the front of the room, and I'm up there on the computer, and I'm showing them how to use the databases, and it's up on the screen. It really works well. And then, you know, uh, if people have a question, they can raise their hand, and uh, we'll go over their question, you know, up there mm -hmm. on, on the screen. And, you know, I try to That's leave... really nice. Well, they, you know, being, yeah. being able to see something in operation is a whole lot different from oh. being described world it, it makes a world of difference and it cuts the the time down by you know it's not quite it, it cuts a lot of the time out you know just where people are if I don't use the room and sometimes I can't use the room I'm usually just walking in the uh, computer another computer lab without you know a screen I'm just walking around you know helping them as they're logging on it's you know quite a bit of more work on my part, you know, when I have to walk around, say, you know, uh, we have individual stations of eight computers, so I'll have eight, I'll have 16 or sometimes as many as 24 people at, you know, three different workstations, and I'll have to walk around, you know, make sure they're, um, you know, not having trouble with their computer or, uh, yeah. you know, on, on, on the database I'm needing, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's it's doable, but you know, at least having the computer lab, having them sit down, you know, having them follow me along, you know, while I'm working mm -hmm. on the on the uh, my computer on the screen. So, well, I'm just thinking back to the, when I first got exposed to doing research papers with you know primary sources and secondary sources. I, I was confused as a kid. It was like my eighth grade, and, and the teacher didn't really explain it. So it took a while. For me, I buy you know high school, so I really figure out what teachers were looking for. Sure. Uh, was that true? You think that's true? Most cases, or was it true for both you guys? Did you understand right away what uh, the teacher's expectation was for? No. Yeah, uh, I was I just one. Yeah, I I, I had the it same was feeling. Find out by myself based on feedback. Right. How about you, Dan? When I, when, when, I, when I teach a class, I tell the students, I said, the one thing I want you to take away from this class today is that I can't cover all the different databases that you may need to use. Um, come see me or one of the other librarians because, you know, um, you know, I, there's just not time to cover everything. You know, there, there are unique databases that will be... Um, you know, more helpful to you when you're dealing in some, you know, one assignment, one database may be sufficient, whereas the next assignment you will need something else, you know. Uh, uh, we're there to give 
out information, you know, to make your life easier, you know, and and don't hesitate to come, you know, and help and, and ask questions, you know. Uh, um, you know, I can't think of everything. There's not time to cover all the different databases. I mean, there's just too many of them, you know, whereas 30 years ago, you know, uh, most of your information was coming out of books, you know. Most, uh, so many of those books are now being put online into databases that, uh, you know, have taken the text information put online and, you know, we're not dealing with the uh, printed books so much anymore. I think, and you can help me with this one, I think one of the greatest things that the, the students can come away with is knowing that there's a human being who will talk to them in the library. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're the interface between, yeah. you know, what used to be the printed book and now we're the interface mm -hmm. between them and, and I the think computer. Some, some of them might be or might have been uncomfortable about showing up in a library and saying, I don't know anything about this. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. And when you know, they have the personal contact, they don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. You know, we're, we're kind of like the mechanic when you go to a garage. You know, we're, you know, the mechanic is, you know, geared now to know how to put your put your car on a you know computer and have it, you know, diagnosed with what's wrong, and then they can fix it. You know, we're kind of the same way. You come to the library and, you know, tell us your problem, and then we can, you know, put you, point you in the right direction. Or, you know, just like with a doctor, you know, you go to a doctor. doctor has a problem, you know. The doctor, you know, can send you to a specialist. You know, we're kind of the same vein. You know, we can point you in the right direction, um, refer you to someone else or whatever, you know. Uh, we're just not there stamping books, you know, as we once did. You know, and you're not intimidating. Do what now? I, you're what not you intimidating. <laughs> no, I mean, really, I, I think some of the students wind up, as I said, you know, they, they're they're uncomfortable showing up mm -hmm. in a place saying, "I've never done this before. Can you help me?" That's right. You know, I think I think couching, you know, the whole research problem as you know, this is fine. Come and see us. You know, we will help you. You know, I think putting that, you know, at least getting the word out, especially during a class, mm -hmm. you know, if they don't want to ask something in class, then they can come up afterward, you know. Uh, yes. Um, you know, I, yes. and I tell people, you know, I tell my students, I said, if you have a problem, more than likely someone else in that class either has that problem or will have that problem. Mm -hmm. They seem to be, once they understand that, you know, usually they're pretty willing, you know, to yeah. to ask a question. And, you know, and, you know, I tell them, I said, I'm trying to think of, you know, all the problems that you might have with this database. And, you know, there are problems with databases, um, you know, at times, you know, whether it's a, a glitch in the software or the interaction within the database, or, you know, whether it's just a matter of you know, connectivity, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you, it, you know, it's just like, you know, we, we've had this joke about new, new and improved, you know, on so many products. Oh, like, well, yes. databases are the same way. About every six months, I think they ought to, you know, have an update, you know, something. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Microsoft. Uh, Sometimes, you know, old and, you know, decrepit was not 
so bad after all. You know, no, the, well, and I see new and improved on a supermarket label anywhere. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. makes me roll my eyes because I know it is not improved. It is probably mm-hmm. new, but improved is not one of the things that uh, goes along. So. And these these databases, I mean, there are different databases, and you know, uh, it's just like mm-hmm. dealing with different brands of cars. You know, sometimes you know. For the most part, you know, these databases will give you information just as car will get you from point A to point B. It's all the little uh, nuances, you know, within the database that yeah. can drive you batty, you know. Uh, but uh, And you're right. It is the little stuff that makes mm-hmm. me crazy. It sure is. Hey, are we going to lose you anytime soon, or have you been rebooted tonight? Oh, I've already been rebooted. Okay, just check. I have been thrown out and returned. Well, it's Anybody? true, and I'm, I try to be so careful and watch and say, okay, I've got five minutes left. Honest to goodness, I looked at the time, and it was 240 minutes and not even one second. It was 240 minutes clunk. I was gone. Wow. Wow. I, yeah. Amazing. I think that's that's an insult. They ought to make like- special exceptions for us on Saturday nights. I don't know how I do it, but sometimes I wake up five minutes before the alarm goes off. You know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I have an internal clock or whatever, you know, it's like. Uh, sure, sounds like it. I don't even hear my alarm does, clock sometimes. <laughs> and it doesn't work all the time, but I'm, I'm somewhat amazed at myself. I wake up, it's like, oh, you know, it's like five minutes till the alarm goes off. It's like, well, all right, I'm up. So, but I, I literally, you know, I was trying to stay up for the program, and then it's like I was out before you even started tonight. And then I woke up, and I woke up about the time, just before. Oh, I I woke up just when the moose came around. The the moose? Moose and squirrel? Yeah, no, no, not moose and squirrel, but fella who is a moose. Who's a moose? Oh, Ralph, a moose. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yes, was Ralph yes. in California. You're right. He joined the, the moose club. Yes, the moose club. That's the you, one. Your, your sister, Barbara. Hopefully uh-huh. Hopefully the goes all right. So you really were late coming in. I was late coming in. Oh, yeah, you got in, in under before. the wire. That's right. So what's uh, what's on the agenda for the next week here? Walden. Did we lose him? He sneaked out for a... I think Walden sneaked out for his Quiznos sandwich. I know. That, gosh darn it. He does that, and sometimes he falls over and goes to sleep. <laughs> hey, that means we're in charge of the radio station. We are what in do? charge. We are in charge. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what he's got in store for the rest of the week. Well, that's fine. I, hey, just, we can... I just do... I know I'm in charge of Friday nights at 10 o'clock, and yeah. I have to be here at 10.30 on Saturdays. That's right. Hey, with That's all I not, know. We, we can say all kinds of dirty words if he's not listening. Um, everybody else like, is listening. Like Shucky Darn and all those good words. I know, I know but everybody else is listening, even if Walden's <laughs> not here. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, uh-huh. yep. that, there you Uh-oh. are. You sneaked out, didn't you? Uh-huh. I went and grabbed a sweatshirt, threw two empty cans away, hit the restroom, grabbed a piece of cheese, and came back. 
Well, we were just going to get you barred by the FCC here in a few I trust my family. Dan and Patricia would do nothing wrong for me. I think you guys are professional, and I'm going to be just fine. He was going to say bad words. That's okay. Only I ratted on only, only, He was going to say bad words. Only Bill Bragg would have been really proud of you, too, for doing that for on his station. I just know it. I tell you. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about him? Bill Bragg? I don't know. Bill Bragg, yes. Yeah. That's right. I don't know. Well, I have... Are, are you into the Great Gildersleeve? I do. I, I do enjoy the Great Gildersleeve. You know what, Patricia? I started transferring that tape where we had Coach Sharks talking about the Great Gildersleeve tonight. Mm-hmm. I was doing that tape. It was so funny. Yeah, about his book. Remember when we did that? A long time ago. A long time ago. There's a song that has a long time ago in it. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I heard it a long time ago. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember the name of it either. Long, long ago. That was that was what was in it. Long, long ago. I, but I don't know what I enjoyed listening to the Jack Smith interview earlier this afternoon. Oh, good. Well, you're going to enjoy uh, Monday's The West Tremaine interview coming up next. An hour and 42 minutes of West telling stories. This is from 1978. That's two weeks from uh, yesterday? No, no, start uh, this Monday. It'll well, be on Monday. It'll be on the Red Networks on the, during the weekend, on the Blue on the weekend. Okay. Well, oh, I want to ask you, too, are you going to replay the, uh, you said you interviewed, I, hey, I, I don't know if I'll admit this to Patricia, but I called in last night. I know you did. Yes. I don't know if Patricia will like me calling in on the program. I well, don't know if I like that. I know. She, you're, you're a property of Patricia. I, I think I can share, though. It's okay. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, are you going to replay that um, interview with the uh, children of uh, W.C. Field, grandchildren of the- We We did it past Wednesday. You did? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had a busy week. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Look, if you're good, if you're good, yes. send me an email reminder, and I'll, I will have my people work with your people, and you can listen to it. I don't have any people. <laughs> <laughs> Walden has them all. We'll work on we'll work on you having access to the interview. Okay, that'd be wonderful. No I'd problem. Really enjoy that. No problem. Yeah. You know, so you just, can... just 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 say, Dad, I have just you just can't say I've never done anything for you. Okay. That's right. Okay. All right. Oh boy, <laughs> you know he's getting pretty frisky tonight. You're you're not like Patricia who does nothing for me. You know, thank <laughs> goodness. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who have sent you all those CDs of all these years that we've known each other? Who? No, Who? it wasn't Patricia for the last year. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he got any, well, she went from me. You've done a lot for Dan over the years. I just didn't say anything. He has sent me out looking for stuff, and I did send him an email. I've got a whole bunch of Kenny Delmar uh, shows that had Kenny... Uh, right. Kenny Delmar. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> talk tonight. 
Um, it's getting late. Um, and I collected them for Dan, but I don't have anything in my files that says I sent them. I don't think I did. And he wrote back and said, oh, that would be nice if you sent them. You forgot you asked for them, didn't you? Who, me? Yeah. No, I, 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 I just... Now, Patricia would say, fess up, fess up. I, I know Patricia's busy. I know Patricia's had... Uh, a Herculean effort trying to keep a computer running. Yes. Um, this year. Yes. And, uh, I just didn't want to add to her grief. And, and you know she's faithful. And she's one hundred percent, just yeah. like Horton the elephant. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but I so think you for, you, I, you didn't remember that you asked me for Kenny Delmore shows, did you? Way back. I remember. Three, I did. It was, it was before Patricia's surgeries, right? Way back then. It was before a uh, face plant. It was before a trip off of a porch, I think. Or... <laughs> it may have been yeah, right after really she had a wreck in her car. Yeah, <laughs> before the car smashed up. You know, we... It had been nine months, hadn't it? You know, we've been a lot with Patricia, haven't we? From car crashes to everything. We have, and now she's going to be a nursemaid for her sister. Broken nose. I have to earn my keep. Broken nose, right. everything. It's really embarrassing to be known for a broken nose, you know? Well, <laughs> you know, only Patricia can say say that, that I'm known for my broken nose and stuff like that there. And stuff like that there. Do you know, I think yesterday was my one-year anniversary of what now? Of the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to get him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, that was funny. That's good. It, it was. It was my broken heart. The heart. Yesterday was my my one year anniversary of my broken heart. And me not getting your gift didn't help it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, oh. I, I, I know it's been a long thing, Patricia, but we're glad that you're still here after one year. I'm I'm here. I I got one year bought and paid for. for and, I, hope, uh, I hope I get more. You better. You know, I it think. it would be it would be a shame that that's all you got out of this whole stuff for just one Oh boy, year. I agree. You know. I agree. The good Lord up above, Patricia needs more. I mean she paid enough on this thing as a down payment. One year is not enough. I'm still paying the bills, you're right. <laughs> Are you okay, still going I to heart school? Been. Yes. I beg your pardon? Are you going to heart school? Faithfully. Good deal. I signed up I... for nine months. I'll sign up for another year. Yeah, yeah, that. I mean, it's just good for is me. The best thing to do. That's her social. That's her social outing of the week. Oh, you're funny. Right. It is a very social place to be. Everybody likes everybody else except one person who never shuts up. It's I what, mean, it is just I. I just roll my eyes. I I talked with one of the nurses and said, you know, he nailed me the other day, and I lost 20 minutes on the treadmill. <laughs> Could you please rescue me? If if you see that happening again, could you find a way to rescue me? And I said it really low, 
And one of the other people was walking around, you know, doing the circuit, and she stopped and she said, he really does talk a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize some she people, could hear me. Uh, anyway. Some, some people so, just enjoy listening to the sound of their voice. It's true. It's true. I mean, it wasn't, you're right. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't it's like, like an, I was, I, I wasn't enthralled with what he was telling me, you know. It's an, I think it's a nervous habit, you know, they just have to be the center of attention or something like, like that. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. my goodness, he just talks and talks and talks. Mm-hmm. And it's not... Try to, be, try to be proactive when he uh, corners you and starts talking to you. It's like, you know, oh, I know what you mean. You know, it's like, you know, just start asking him questions. and. Do reference my brain have certain tricks of the trade to... To have those talkative um, library attendee to <laughs> quite be quiet. Client. Yes. yes. We we have several tricks. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Trade secret, you know. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. I mean, this oh, guy needs knowing. Hey, but. But you were talking about Kenny Delmar. I sent you something in for Kenny Delmar in return. What? 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 Didn't you, didn't, didn't you get it? What? What? An email yeah, link to Kenny Delmar. Yeah, Kenny Delmar. The said, Dumont Room. Hey, yeah, that, that would be nice. That's no, I already did. He done yeah. it. I've done it. You, you already got no, he's already it's, sent you a Delmar a Del link. Say, no, say. No, no. <laughs> I found on the internet, Kenny Delmar had a 1949 spring program called, it was either school house or school party or something. Oh, yeah, I, you did send that. See? I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. It, it, it was a, it was a few week. It was a program that lasted a few weeks, like in like 1949, and it had a, a young Wally Cox and a young Buddy Hackett and a young Arnold Stang on the Dumont oh, net, Network. I didn't think any of them ever were young. Do I now? I didn't think any of them were ever young. <laughs> well, they were it on just, Dumont back in the early 40s. Or back in 49 is when that happened. Is Buddy Hackett still with us? You know, he's gone now. Is he? Yeah. Oh, dear. He's been gone almost 10 years. Wow. Yeah, he... I saw him on Murder, She Wrote. Mm-hmm. I watched that show periodically, not periodically, pretty often. Yeah. And there were an awful lot of the old-time actors who were put in character roles. I mean, even um, Donald O'Connor was oh, in yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess with Angela's, I wonder if Angela had a... Uh... That kind of pull, or maybe the producer thought that'd be good. They bring back a lot of it. You know, it's interesting. I really don't know how yeah. that came about, but you're right. There are some actors who were quite adamant about having the older actors join them on the show as mm-hmm. characters. Um, and, and and there were. That's where I saw. Um, oh oh oh, Howard Duff. Yeah. Yeah, he was in in one of them. He was good. Oh yeah. Who now? Howard Duff. Howard well, Duff. Howard Duff, yes, yes. Well, well Howard Duff, of... he was on Dallas there for a while, wasn't he? I think you're right. You know, that might be a fun thing to do, get Murder, She Wrote, and 
pull up the internet movie data and just thumb through the cash credits over the years, there are probably names that will pop up that people would recognize. I think recognize. every show I have seen has had at least one name that I recognized from previous years. I think Angela Lansbury had such an association with people in Hollywood and probably even the East Coast that she just... Mm-hmm. You know, reach out to these people, and I think it probably kept that show going. Didn't it run about 14 years? Yeah, a long time. Long time. And they, you know, there was the question whether or not it would even last a season. Isn't that amazing? She, she's still going strong. I think she's playing uh, uh, with um, James Earl Jones on Broadway in Driving Miss Daisy the last time I... Really? You know who... Oh, my You know goodness. who... I don't know... If you look at the history books, the thing that um, she was a, had a small part over 70 years ago in Gaslight, the famous Charles Boyer mm-hmm. movie. And if you think of it, that was 1943, and her, uh, Dan mentioned her career, she's on Broadway now over 70 years later. It's still a remarkable career. Remarkable is a great word. And I guess she's... In her mid-80s now? I would say so. I think she was about 14 or so back in those days. She is She she is up in the years. You're right. Let me see here. Wasn't her breakout role in an Elvis movie playing his mother? Boy, I don't no. remember. I don't know. You don't remember? Yeah. I, I, can't remember the, I can't remember the title of the movie, but, but she was, I think, in an Elvis movie. I think she was from England, too, if I recall. Yes. Oh, really? She's yeah. 88. Wow. She is 88 years old. And, uh, you know, she's, I think she's really done wonders with the uh, Driving Miss Daisy role. Well, it looks like, let me see, um, Newsday, two days ago, in the movie with Jessica Candy. In the movie with Jessica Candy, who had that role? It was, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Morgan Freeman and, and James Earl Jones seems to be doing quite well in part two. Yeah. Go ahead, Patricia. Newsday, two days ago, had an article, Angela, the, the title is Angela Lansbury, Nearly 89, Tours with Blythe Spirit, Four City oh. Tour, from December through March. Wow. 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 Not bad. Um, Not, boy. Well, I'll tell you, I keep saying when I grow up, I want to be like these people. I don't think I'm ever going to grow up. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? you got a good 10 years now before you're 89. That's right, Patricia. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. Ron says I I can be 79. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's nice to know that you don't know your real age, is it, Patricia? (laughs) No. Somewhere between twenty-one and a hundred. Yeah. Oh, hey, seventy-nine's a new thirty-nine. <laughs> That's right. You know, really, it—it's uh, quite remarkable. It is. Yeah. Have you Thank had you. any luck getting uh, any? Uh, have you had any luck getting Bill Cosby on the show? Well, it's been a long time. Where I try, and they turned me back down back then. I uh, and as I mentioned last night, we haven't uh, pursued a producer yet. Uh, but that, that's definitely on my list. I have 74 people on my Walden to do wish list when Walden has some free time to call wish list, and 
That's on my list, you know. Your life is a lot like mine. You make a list of things you want to do, and then yep. you take them off, and yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a checklist kind of person, there's no doubt. I have, I have a list of people who I have the phone numbers and I want to call, and, you know, I have to be reasonable that some people are not awake at 4 in the morning when I'm awake, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I, don't, I, think, I, I think they might turn me down. What do you think, Patricia? I, I think it would be a most embarrassing moment I've been there. Well, there, see, there's one person in my life I can call at 4 in the morning, and, she'll, <laughs> and she won't most hang up. Time. And she won't most hang up. Well, you're really good about that. You won't well, hang. I didn't expect you to call, what was it, about a week ago, two weeks ago? I know. Ago, that was, that was, and it was a little after 4 in the morning. But you didn't, hung, you didn't hang up on me, though. I did not. You were just, no. you were just I'm half asleep kind of person. But. Well, I'm sort of in a pickle because, <laughs> and I don't do this very often, but I had taken a sleeping pill. <laughs> and I called about two hours after I fell asleep. <laughs> and, well, I'm not sure I'm any good to you right now. So, I've done that. That's nice. How is it good people, I worked overnight at one point yeah. uh, about 10 years ago in a motel, and, and I was working. Sometimes I'd wake up at 7 o'clock Friday morning, and then I was up till 7 o'clock Saturday morning, you know, for a full 24 hours, and then mm-hmm. come home and sleep a little bit. And then people would call, like, you know, early Saturday morning, and it's like, oh, I've just gotten off work, and, you know, I've been up for 24 hours, so anything I say, you cannot hold against me, you know. <laughs> I have friends that yes? will call me Crack of dawn. Um, typically, a lot of time when Frank before Frank it, he would call at six in the morning, figuring I was still up, you know, or uh, uh-huh. or Don Richard, our computer guy, at seven o'clock. I don't know. I mean, and Patricia well knows I'm good. Good chance I might be still sound asleep at seven in the morning, but you just never know. Well, no, seven o'clock here. Seven o'clock, yeah. West, seven o'clock. You know, West Coast time. Seven o'clock West Coast time is different than. You know, seven o'clock East Coast time too. Mm-hmm. I was I was doing. Um, forgive me if I I said this story over the air, but I know I said it to Walden. I was doing some phone number checking for a magazine. Once a year, they published all of the important numbers. You know, like the the courthouse and um, all the Department of Motor Vehicles, just all of the numbers that anybody could possibly want to know, and they did this. And I called one. I left this until 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning because you'd get answering. You know, you'd, you'd get the voicemail for the courthouse, and yes, we've got marriage certificates at this number. And I would just go through the entire list and verify that all these numbers were valid, and I got to one. And it was a private home number. And I couldn't believe it. I am calling this man at 4.30 in the morning. How do you tell somebody at 4.30 in the morning who had gotten up to answer the phone, I'm sorry, I've got a wrong number? Or, I'm sorry, I've got a correct number. I mean, I was just so embarrassed. So, except for the... the one that called me that time and woke me up at 4 in the morning. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I do remember one time we had a call at the house, and it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. It's like, what are you doing calling at 4 o'clock in the morning? I just, wanted to, I just wanted to see if your number works. 
That's and you know that's I mean how I dear me. <laughs> it, was just, it was pretty embarrassing. You know I have to say you're not this particular person. No, we are not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, well I've got uh, a great Gildersleeve question for you that will just knock your socks off. Well, I just happen to be wearing socks. Oh, Go right okay. Here. All right, I'll, and I'll blow your shoes off, too. Are you wearing shoes right now? Not right now, no. Not right now. Okay, so I can't blow I'm your both, shoes. I, I got socks on, but no shoes. All right. Now, Patricia, you, well, have, you have shoes or shoes on? No. Okay, so we're three, three of a kind. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. All right. All right. The three mouseketeers. I know. Okay. The shoe, the, was... shoe, the shoe club. Okay. The shoeless club, All yes. Right. Yes. There used to be, uh, and I think it was part of a chain, Shoeless Joe's. Yep, probably it named was after like the... a, a restaurant and, and bar type thing. I did not know about that, but of course there was a famous baseball player, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Uh, the, this was uh, a restaurant and bar type thing, and really? I don't know if they're still in operation. I thought it was a national chain, but it could have been just a local dealie. Mm. Okay, here you go, Dan. What was Chief Gates' first name in the Great Gildersleeve? Oh, gosh. It would only be a guess. I don't know if I've ever heard the man's name before. Oh, we've, we've talked about it on the show a couple of times, but you've got a schedule that doesn't always match up, or we've got one that doesn't always match up with you. So you might have That's missed right. it. And as far as I know, it was only mentioned one time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, on the on the show itself, there was only one show in the entire run of the program that I know of when it was mentioned. I'll take a guess, and let's say Bill Gates. <laughs> no, it wasn't Bill Gates. Darn it. Walden, do you remember? Uh, it wasn't Dill, but I think it's Charlie. Charles? Nope. It was the show when they were trying to find a name for the baby. Right. It was the Name the Baby contest, and everybody right. was showing up. Um, Judge Hooker showed was... Everybody was coming in and saying, I think the baby ought to be named. And they would give a name. Right. That would be one of the later shows, wouldn't it? 48. 1948. September 29th, 1948. This particular thing happened when Chief Gates gave his first name. So you're going to save the name for another... Uh, oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to take another shot at it. His first name was Donald. That's he right. wanted to name the baby Donna after himself. Sounds very plausible, yes. Yes. So when I ask this question again, and you are listening, you're going to remember, right? That the baby was going to be named Donna after Donald. He wanted the baby named Donna because his first name was Donald. Okay, well, let's, let's play double nothing. Uh, well, <laughs> right now we've got nothing. I know. Well, All right. we've got plenty of nothing. What, okay. what, would the, what, what did the baby wind up with? What name did the baby wind up getting? Well, I remember that. Good. I don't know if I remember that. All right, Patricia. 
Romarie. Very good. Now, and it wasn't I'm trying to remember, it was this big Okay, we're going to move to tape five. Up with a question for you. That's for real. We have to come up with a question for you. That's for real. Because we've got another Kenny Bill Marshall on your list. All right, let me see here. Did you ever interview Kenny Delmar? Nope. Uh, I have one with Larry King, and John Dunning did it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Chuck Shane, I, ne- uh, I never got to Kenny Delmar. I see. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he died, what, in the early 80s? Mid-80s. Mid-80s? Yeah, he, it was so sad. He had a heart attack. And he got better. He went to the Friends of Old Time Radio Convention, got mm-hmm. done performing on the stage, and left in, in the lobby. He had another heart attack, so they because they had a doctor available to take care of him. But uh, sure. But but no, he was a great storyteller. Um. And but no, uh, about mid eighties and twenty passed away. He was, I would think. Uh, I would think he kind of had a Forrest Gump kind of life, you know, in the right place at the right time. Well, what he made, what he did, uh, he was a child. He was he grew up in vaudeville. He his whole mm-hmm. career was a performer and mostly on the road. And what yep. he, what he loved about radio, he got to stay. He pretty much got what to anchor ship than being one place in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh. But, uh, More normal life. Yeah, well, whatever normal is for anybody, but well, we... But wasn't on the road. It wasn't on the road, yeah. yeah but that was his life. Normal. That's what he grew up, you mm-hmm. know, that's what he grew up with. Well, he primarily was a New York um, person, but then what, moved to California later in life? No, um, he was always a New York guy. Well, I mean, in Connecticut, and he came out to Hollywood because they wanted to do a movie. Oh, I see. And so they wanted to do, that's a joke, son. And so he bought property, and it just wasn't going to work out. So he did the movie, and then went back to New York. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 They came out to visit, I guess? Oh, he might have, but basically he was strictly a New York kind of guy. I see. Um... But you know, but he wound up living in Connecticut. That was his, that was his, uh, you know, stomping ground. That's commuting, depending on where he was in Connecticut. A lot of people commute to New York from Connecticut. Right. I I think my, if I remember the story right, he was living in New York during the radio days, and eventually, once he was getting to semi-retirement, he moved out to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we are down to the wire here, Dan, and I have your final chance at a great Gildersleeve question. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, boy. (laughs) What did Horace Hooker do for a living? I believe he was a judge. Oh, right. Good. You got it. You nailed it. 
Okay. Well, I've got to hunt down uh, Kenny Delmar Schoolhouse or School Something. Is there something else you'd like while I'm out there? You send me on the most interesting tours. No, just uh, I sent you a link to that uh, program called Schoolhouse or something like that. Sure, you don't need to find that one. What else would you like? Find that one. What do you like to find? I'm fine just with whatever she uh, wants to to dig up there. Here you go, Patricia. Open two new boxes. A Patricia variety pack. That's right, absolutely. Patricia Potluck. Whatever Patricia Potlucky. Send me some of Walden's uh, stuff stuff out of California. You have boxes and boxes of it. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. We'll we'll open two boxes instead of... (laughs) Or three boxes. Oh, yes. It'll be box number three. (laughs) Yes. So what's coming up on the program this next uh, Saturday? Well, let's see here. Um, Tomorrow will be the Radio Association of Colorado. Uh, next weekend, look like John and Lori are going to be rehearsal. Uh, so Friday, we're, we're probably going to run the interview I did with the Moon Maids. You know, the, uh, the group that backed up Bob Monroe. Patricia and I will hunk, hold on the 4th, on the 4th, I think. And on the 5th, I think we'll play the interview like we did with Bill Anderson, the country singer. Oh, yeah, I just heard him on, uh, the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, week. yeah, so we're going to... Uh, Bill has a brand new CD out, so Larry and I sat down and talked to him. So I think that's what we'll run uh, next Sunday. If it, you know, it something to change. I mean, we uh, something always seems to pop up during the week. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Patricia, and I, uh, Larry, and I got a chance to sit down with Vanna White on Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she was discovered by Frank Brzee, and so Wait. she she called. So Larry and I sat down and talked with her. And then Thursday, Larry and I sat down and we ran last night. As you might have heard, the Mary Ellen of the Walton. Uh, I did. Judy Norton. So I caught part of that. That yeah. was, uh, uh, you know, watching that program. You know, as a child, it, it was you know must see television. I agree. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and I guess Earl Hamner still still with us. Still, yeah, I talked. Larry and I talked to him last year for over an hour. I thought I remembered hearing that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But he's in his late 80s, I think. Early 90s, yeah. Early 90s, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. All right, well, I'm going to hang up, and it's been great talking to you. You too, Dan. Have a good week. You too. Take care. Bye. Always fun talking to you, Dan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, should I block, should we get, get wrap we're, it up? We're throwing, we're throwing in the top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We we have given up. I am falling over. All right. Should I say goodnight to the family as you fall asleep? Okay. Okay. Hi. <laughs> I do. Let me let me give you your presidential question first. All right. Wait a minute. You 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 are the energizer bunny rabbit. Like, well, I guess you put all this effort in. And you want to get it out. Okay. No, I have. I have to put me in my recharger. Okay. I keep buying batteries, and I forget that I've got a recharger plugged into the wall with four batteries. (laughs) (laughs) I knew every once in a while I go past it. I said, what is that green light? (laughs) It's my charger. All right. Okay. Presidential question. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson's name. His first name was not Woodrow. Oh, that's right. 
I may have asked you this before. No, I think I've read it. Um, okay. Woodrow was his middle name. What mm-hmm. was his first name? It's not coming to me, my dear, but I think I've read it. Who, who, what is it? Thomas. Thomas, that's right. he decided that's in right. college to go by the name Woodrow. That's because right. Because Thomas was not as distinctive and, as he and wanted you, And, you be. know, he was the president of a school in New Jersey, as you know. Yes. That's he right. was the first president of Winston, of um, Princeton. That's right. <gasps> I'm so good. You're so smart. So good. Well, I have to tell you, I have to give you a statement about another president. Okay. Because there's no way I can form this into a question that makes any sense. President Bill Clinton, during a radio interview, aced a quiz about My Little Pony. My Little Pony was a toy and a story. Huh. And they gave him a whole bunch of questions, and he aced the quiz. Oh, so I guess he must have read stories to to um, Chelsea when she was growing up. Well, he read Matt the Kid himself. Mm, I don't know. How old is My Little Pony? I had never heard of it. Well, then it didn't mean anything to you. I thought it was kind of cute <laughs> that he knew everything about a little kid. Well, I think that's pretty good, though. Yeah. That shows a good side. So I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. You want to say goodnight? Yes. All right. Say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Thank you for being with us. And, boy, did we have fun with chocolate chip cookies tonight. Woohoo. Yeah, and, and oatmeal raisins. That's cookies. right. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Baby face, you've got the cutest little baby face. There's not another one could take your place, baby face. My poor heart is jumping, you sure have started something, baby face. I'm up in heaven when I'm in your fond embrace. I didn't need to show, cause I just fell in love with your pretty baby face. Baby face, you got the Lord, thank you for the wonderful opportunity to be with our friends and family today. Bless all our listeners and supporters. Help the country as we do your will. We are the Jesus Christ name. Amen. Good morning, everybody. I'm in your fond embrace. I didn't need a shot because I just fell in love with your pretty baby.
Cause I just fell in love With your pretty Jaws for Windows is ready. Bill Bragg, Patricia Hewitt, Bill Bragg, Patricia Hewitt edit. Skype, status online, select a change status. Jaws for Windows is ready. Soundforge Pro Escape, Escape. Enter. Enter. Alt F, Men A, leaving menus, save as dialogue, file name colon edit combo, sound one, zero items. S A T U R D A Y space N I G A T space W I T H space P A T R I C I A space nine dash two seven dash one four tab save as type tab save enter sound forge pro eleven point oh dialogue an error occurred while saving one or more files the file being rendered has exceeded the maximum size allowed for the selected format OK button. Enter. Sound one star. Enter. Don't you love me anyway? Oh, sound. very good. Page up. Don't you love me? Page down. Page down. And the women in the upland digging parade. Page up. I do not know. Uh, a mystery. Enter. Selected. Blank. Enter. Uh, a mystery. Enter. Alt F menu, file menu, new A, leaving menus, save as dialogue, file name, colon edit combo, sound one, zero items. S A T U R D A Y space N I G A T space. P A T R I C I A space nine dash two seven dash one four enter edit tab escape escape Sil enter escape escape enter tab all tab Skype Skype all tab sound forge pro eleven enter enter Escape. Escape. Enter. Selected. Enter. Page down. Escape. Escape. Alt-Tab. Skype. Alt-Tab. Desktop. Desktop. Alt-Tab. 9% saving Saturday night. Patricia 9-27-14.wav. Soundforge Pro 11.0. Sound 1 star. Tab. Tab. talked about the surprising growth of online radio listening in the past 12 months. We heard statistics and facts about significant increases. We heard that the iPad is the new transistor radio, and the smartphone is the new radio receiver.
we heard that Google's YouTube is about to launch a radio service like Pandora and that Apple is doing the same. So what I heard should have been no surprise, and in a way it wasn't, but it was a shock. For a decade or more, I, and again this is Eric Rhodes, I have been banging my fist on the table telling radio that a moment will come that the industry must prepare for. Some listened, but most ignored it as some out there prediction from an overzealous futurist. Yet what I'm about to tell you is not a prediction, it's not a guess, it's a fact. And it was a giant shock for the people who attended the Convergence Conference. On the stage were three representatives of the automotive industry. One from Gartner Research, a highly respected tech research firm. One from the Silicon Valley offices of General Motors, where they design interactive experiences and new technology for their cars. And one who represents an industry association for the connected car. They were on a paddle moderated, moderated by Buzz Knight of Greater Media. And they talked about the direction of in-car experiences, the digital dashboard, and what will be coming next to the dash of the car. Apps, internet radio, and audio in the car, and other things we knew were on the way. Then suddenly, this statement was heard. AM and FM are being eliminated from the dash of two car companies within two years and will be eliminated from the dash of all cars within five years. Gulp? Really? Did someone really just say that? The panelists went on to say that young people don't use radio anymore. And the automakers see no need to continue to put radios in the car. The kids want, want Pandora, Spotify, and other audio services. And if they want radio, they can get it on TuneIn or iHeart or a similar service. I couldn't sit quietly anymore, so I went to the stage. Apologize for interrupting and started cross-examining the panel to find out if they really meant what they were saying. Of course, this is Eric Rhodes, and he's running the conference, so he can do things like this. I was fuming inside, because it appeared they were working from incorrect assumptions. I wanted to find out if they were backed by solid data, or if they just believe, well, nobody listens to the radio. When I questioned the panelists on their statements about the lack of youth listening, I asked if that was data based on if I asked if that was based on data or if that was just a Silicon Valley perception. After all, Arbitron listening statistics don't support that claim. And they needed to know that. Though I've certain per, I've though I've seen personal evidence that young people seem to be listening less, 
Arbitron numbers say that's not true. The answer I received from the General Motors panelist is that GM uses youth consultants. Scratch, a unit of the giant industry media company Viacom that consults with brands about connecting with consumers and advises GM on trends. I was told there was extensive research to support the lack of interest in radio among youth and that GM researchers, uh, that GM research is everything to make sure they are giving consumers what they want. When I asked who did the research, I was told those are proprietary studies, but clearly showed trends saying young people no longer use radio. Now that I've established that GM doesn't believe that youth listen to radio, I wanted to probe the statement that the two car companies are pulling AM and FM radios, looking for specifics. I was told that is proprietary information and that which two companies won't have in-dash AM and FM couldn't be shared. All they said is that it was decided a year ago and that it will be happening within two years. The change is already in the works. This wasn't a prediction that this might happen. It was stated as a fact by a top industry researcher. And it seems GM Chevrolet could be one of those automakers. But will others follow? Before the conference, I'd heard a rumor that Ford and Toyota both believe AMFM should be left out of new cars and that these big radio advertisers want cars to have online radio only so they'll be able to measure their advertising reach precisely rather than relying on estimates. Now, let me, you know, let me go over this. They're not saying at this point that Ford and Toyota are believing that nobody listens to AM, FM radio. What they're saying is they want the AM, FM radio listening to come from online radio. Yep. Well, they want to see those numbers rather than just relying on Arbitron. Yeah. Now, that seems a little strange because, you know, if we're dealing with cars, um, well, I guess, I'm, I'm, trying, you know, is, I'm trying to see, is there a way that the, that the Internet provider knows who, it's somebody who is, well, I guess, listening via Wi-Fi. How else would you do it? Well, uh, well, I have to talk to Bill Bragg. Cause he, you know, he's one of those that can see the readout, how many people listen, and then at the end of the month we get the sheet to show well, right, how but, many. But, but, but that's that's talking about people listening on their computers. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. If the Wi-Fi or other connection, I don't know if it's read out. I don't know. 
So he can, you know, Eric Rhodes continues. Frankly, all other advertising has gone in that direction. Why not radio? In other words, being able to measure advertising reach via internet. Mm -hmm. But you know, this is all other advertising has gone in that direction. There are still advertisers in newspapers and magazines, and and we're dealing with, you know, the audited Bureau of Circulation. Uh, where we don't know, and it's the same, well, where we don't know what pages people are reading in the newspaper or the magazine. And supposedly, okay, we know what pages they're reading on the Internet. Right. But if you're, I guess, okay, if you're listening to a station on the internet, an audio station on the internet, they're knowing that you're listening to it at the point where this ad is being played, that ad's being played, that ad's being played. correct. And that's one step more precise than, than Arbitron, unless you get the Arbitron book that shows it on a five-minute by five-minute by five-minute basis, mm-hmm. rather than uh, you know than the day part. Well, and he says, he says another motivation is that these companies will be offering LTE service in their cars. What's LTE? Don't know. Uh, let's. Do a quick Google LTE. Verizon 4G LTE. Long term evolution. Marketed as 4G LTE, a standard for wireless communication of high-speed data for mobile phones and data terminals. LTE could make video and other content run better on smartphones and tablets, and the emerging technology has at least one highly... uh, Is this, is this going to get me to that article? One highly what? <laughs> um, one highly motivated backer in mobile chip maker Qualcomm. It's designed to let carriers set aside part of their radio spectrum to deliver the same content to multiple subscribers. If enough people want that content, Broadcasting is more efficient than sending out a lot of individual streams. So it can bring customers higher quality or free up network capacity for other purposes. For Qualcomm, the prospect of LTE broadcast may sell more chips, such as its Snapdragon line of processors for mobile devices. But the technology also represents a chance for the San Diego company to salvage something valuable from Flow TV a four-year dalliance with broadcasting that failed. Uh, The idea behind Flow was 
to deliver programming over a dedicated network that carriers could resell to their subscribers and devices could tap into if they had the right silicone and antennas. Users could tune into former TV channels in many major cities and watch a special lineup of shows, including some live TV as it was broadcast over the airwaves. Verizon charged $15 per month for 10 channels. Anyway, so I think what it is, it's a way of broadcasting that will give you a readout. So they may be doing this for the income from the data consumption, much as Apple makes money for having those services on iPads. We've known for a long time that radio is losing its in-car monopoly as other music services hit the dash. But until this moment, we didn't have confirmation from anyone in the audio industry that AM-FM receivers will be eliminated, at least by two companies, and soon. If this is true, and these people have no reason to mislead us, this is the most important unofficial announcement in history regarding the future of broadcast radio. The radio broadcast will be available through distributors like TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Your competition, and he's talking now to radio stations, your competition won't just be in market stations anymore. You will be facing a world of competitors. Many readers will be in denial after they hear this, saying it can never happen. One commentator on our website said AM and FM will not be removed from the dash in our lifetimes, while others raise the costs of bandwidth. Most who hear this will be attempted to ignore it. Alert! Within two years, AM and FM will no longer be offered by two automakers. According to the Convergence panel, radio will be gone from all new cars within five years. Since the automotive companies work three years in advance, 